Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Marlisa Briggs, Executive Director of the North Houston Association. Today, Marlisa shares about an upcoming bond election that came about as a result of the devastation caused by Hurricane Harvey. She also discusses the different economic development topics that their Development Trends Committee discusses, including economic forecasting, rail within reach, and linking transportation and economic development. Here are Marlisa's economic development secrets. Hey, Marlisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, it's good to talk to you. Of course, of course. Well, could you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Um, sure. I uh, started out, I guess, uh, my career in um, at the University of Texas is where I got my Bachelor of Journalism degree. Um, and I chose the public relations sequence, which kind of eventually got me to where I am today. Um, I worked in agencies and an oil and gas company and just got some experience in the field. And very early on in my career, I took a job with the North Houston Association, um, and I was probably I was in my 20s, and I took the job as a projects coordinator. And my role here at the time was to simply coordinate the committee meetings that we had. We're a very small nonprofit. Uh, I mean, staff-wise, we have three people. And at the time, we actually had two and a half. So very small staff. And that was my role here. Um, after some time here, I life happened. And I chose to take off some time and, and devote that to a family. So I did so. And while I did that, though, I did some public relations consulting as I had time for that. Um, so kids got older, life moved on, and I was antsy to get back in the workforce. So I went back into the PR field and worked for the Montgomery County Hospital District as their public information officer. And I also worked for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District as their community relations outreach and education manager. So that's kind of been my path, has been very focused on public relations. And I got a call two years ago at, from North Houston Association's current executive director. And she informed me that she was retiring and asked if I would be interested in coming back. So, um, I, the North Houston Association has always had a special place in my heart because it's a very unique type of an organization and no two days are ever the same. I uh, felt like I could use my public relations skills in terms of breaking down difficult to understand information into layman's terms for our membership 
and I just absolutely love the challenge of learning about new issues all the time. So I happily came in and interviewed for the position and was thrilled when they offered it to me. So I am back. Um, so I have, I have left and come back and we've had actually more than one employee do that. So it's kind of an addicting place to be. It's got some great people. So that's kind of been my path to get here. That's great. How exciting. That's awesome that you yeah. were able to come back and it's like coming home, huh? Oh, it's absolutely coming home. Um, it was fun. A lot of our members from when I was here the first time are still here, but a lot of them are with different companies. So it was interesting oh. to come back. And I had to, in my head, they were still with the company they were at when I left. So it was kind of that retraining of, okay, now where are you? But yeah. it's, it's been a fun, a fun journey. And it's been fun to see how far they also have come in the years that, that I was not here and the different roles and leadership positions that they hold. And um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that is very neat. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your community and your organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, big picture wise, the population of our approximately 300, I'm sorry, 3000 square miles is about 2.3 million. That was in 2017. Um, at, at, obviously, it's a huge area and it covers multiple counties um, and multiple cities and numerous uh, smaller communities and, uh, and organizations. So what the North Houston Association is, is a membership-based association and what we focus on is a positive business climate for the North Houston region, for those 3,000 square miles. So really, we, as, as you already know, we are not an economic development corporation or partnership, but we work with those groups very, very frequently. And um, that, for me, is the, is the uniqueness of the organization, is that we are not an official umbrella for all these other organizations by any means. But you, we kind of get that feeling because we kind of many times pull lots of those different groups together when we have a common issue. So what kind of work do you do with the local economic development organizations? Well, the way that it is structured is our local community college, which is Lone Star College system, they, back in the 1990s, created formally a North Houston Economic Development Alliance. And they are the official umbrella that brings together the EDCs, the EDPs, organizations like ours, um, and also like Centerpoint Energy and representatives such as that. And we meet I, about quarterly and we share ideas and we usually have a speaker and this is all arranged through the college and they are doing all of this through a portion of economic development dollars that they are provided through the county so dollar wise that's how that that tracks and um it's a great opportunity for us all to share information and to learn from each other and get to know each other. Those relationships have been really great, especially when, you know, we get a lead if, if 
because we're not an economic development corporation, we don't get a ton of direct leads, but it does happen. So when those times do occur, then I'm able to kind of assess the uh, prospect's needs and then reach out to the different connections that I have at those EDCs and ask if they want to, you know, join us for a meeting and kind of get, get the groups together and then I back off and that's their job. So that's pretty much how we work together. We do a lot of sharing of information. Great. That's a wonderful resource just to be able to put people in contact with each other. Yes. Yeah, so we just know who the faces are and who to call. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can you tell us about the different resources that you offer your members? Absolutely, I can. We primarily do three things. We connect our members to each other and to the local local public officials as well as agency officials that they might need to get to do their work in their projects. Um, we also educate our members on, like I mentioned before, different regional issues that affect the business climate. And I'll give you some examples of those in a minute. And we also um, influence public policy and legislation and just primarily during legislative sessions, which we have, you know, we're gearing up again for another session. And um, really we are seen as, we, as a resource for both our members as well as our officials and agencies. We're kind of that middle ground to bring the different parties together on different issues. Um, what we, we, pre, we educate our members through a couple of different forms. One is through our committee meetings, and I'll get specific about those in a little bit, uh, but we educate through our committee meetings. The format for those, it's, our, it's members only, but it's a lunch and learn type of environment where we come and, you know, committee members learn about a particular topic and uh, we have a speaker and then there's of course Q&A and then we go around the room and allow for time for updates from different agencies or elected officials representatives and they are able to, to announce different projects or things that they're working on. And then of course we have a little time before and after for them to, to visit. And it's, it's really a more intimate um, setting than our larger membership luncheons. And there, we usually have between 30 and 40 people attend each committee meeting. Um, and like I said, we have three committee meetings that meet, three committees, I'm sorry. We have three committees that meet once a month. So they have the opportunity to visit and network and, and cover all of their bases that they need to as well. So um, the three committees that we have are development trends, environment, and transportation. Those are the three areas that we have broken down for our region. Most issues fit in one of those three categories. Right now, environment is really key for us because we have a bond referendum coming up in August um, with regard to a, um, a bond election for the Harris County Flood Control District. As you know, we've had a lovely time a year ago with Hurricane Harvey, and we are trying to be as proactive as we can as a county to try to 
create and improve better our infrastructure to better handle those heavy rain events. So we are working very strongly and a lot of our time is spent on that issue lately. And what one of the things that we do is try to communicate to our members, even if environmental issues are not at the forefront of your day-to-day -day business, it's going, when there's something like this, Hurricane Harvey affected every single segment, every industry, every resident. And we're trying to show our members that a lot of our issues, even though it doesn't seem it might not affect you day to day, they're all intertwined and they all do ultimately affect our business every single day. So um, we may have a envir an environmental issue that is on the forefront like right now and then six months from now, it might be a transportation issue or, or an economic development issue. We just uh, follow along and uh, stay informed of the different things that are happening in the region and respond to those and then educate our members about them. Because some of them, like flood control, can be extremely complicated. And so we do our best to hold forums and events where we bring the, ex the experts to speak and they can, you know, very clearly communicate um, about the issue. And then our members have the opportunity to take part in a Q&A after the presentation, or they also have the opportunity to get to visit one-on-one -on -one with those different speakers. So that's of extreme benefit to them. Yeah, that sounds very helpful and wonderful, a great resource. Yeah, we think so. I mean, that's that's really my favorite thing about the job is that there's always something new to learn. And um, it's it's really a lot of fun to um, watch when our members kind of cross over those lines. If, say, they're in engineering and they learn something about oil and gas and realize that connection, that it does it does matter to, to them and it does have an impact on their business. And um, it's it's nice to watch all of those connections happen. Yeah, I can imagine. What are some of the current economic development topics that you cover in your development committee? Um, we've had this year, um, we, we typically try to start the year out with an economic forecast. This year we had um, Patrick Duffy, uh, president of Colliers, came and gave us a pretty much a, a fourth quarter wrap up of the previous year and then his forecast for 2018. That was that's always really informative and and very interesting. People um, love to hear, of course, about about predictions and and forecasts and and he's always a great resource. And we also had a program on rail within reach. It was Union Pacific's economic development resource came out and in basically unveiled a new tool that they have on their website in terms of um, if you have a prospect that's looking at a piece of property and you want to know if it's accessible, rail accessible, they, they have it all online now and they can respond within just like less than a week, which is great when you're trying to deal with answering some of these leads. So that was a really good tool. Um, we also had someone come out and give us a walkthrough of a brand new, very large master plan community called the Woodlands Hills, and it's the same developer that created the Woodlands. So that that was nice to see their vision and um, and see kind of their their plans for sh 
short term and then longer term ultimately what they what they hope their community looks like um, I mentioned to you the the flood control issue we are having a forum about that and we're encouraging all of our committees to come to that because it does affect all aspects of our community so we we try to um, kind of have combined meetings when it's when it's a bigger issue such as that. And then I, I think in a couple of months, we have someone coming to talk about livable centers, which is a great concept. And um, we, it's gonna be interesting to hear about, there's a grant involved and it's through the Houston Galveston Area Council and they're gonna come and speak about that whole effort. So, um, and then time, from time to time, we like to shake things up a little bit and um, we go out on field trips or tours and we've toured different new developments, new communities, new business centers, and things like that. We've tried to do one or two of those a year, just to try to get out and uh, get, you know, get out in our community. That is so neat. Oh my goodness. And it sounds fun as well, like you mentioned before, that it's constantly changing. There are different issues, different things to tackle, and again, a wonderful resource for your membership. Yeah, it's a great thing. We um we really struggle a lot of times with not having enough in our minds. We don't have enough months out of the year to to cover everything we want to cover. So right. picking and choosing is is sometimes hard, but it's a good problem to have when there's so much growth happening. Absolutely. There's always something to talk about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, and you're also working on connecting your engineering industry with the economic development world. So what steps are you taking to activate this partnership? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of times I think both a lot of professionals in the two different respective industries don't really see the, the commonality. And um, so what we're doing is in October, we're hosting a membership luncheon titled The Nexus Between Economic Development and Transportation. And our speakers are TEDC's President Carlton Schwab and the Texas Department of Transportation's Houston District Engineer, Quincy Allen. And um, Carlton has served on the Texas Freight Advisory Committee, so he knows firsthand that these two industries have a very strong connection. And Quincy has spoken before the Transportation Research Board about the relationship between economic development and, and you know, development and reconstruction and improvement of roadways. So um, knowing that both of these uh, experts have gone and spoken to almost the each other's industry experts, it's it's great. We're really excited to bring them the two of them together to the same stage for, for a dynamic discussion. We think it's gonna be educational and it's gonna generate a lot of partnerships and discussions about um, the, two, the two industries that I think sometimes are seen as completely two different worlds when you realize that, for example, we recently had the Grand Parkway completed um, in our section. There's the majority of the Grand Parkway is a major highway, almost like a third loop around Houston. And um, there's still a segment that's left to be completed, but it's well on track. But all of the portions in our service area are done. And when that happened, one of them is close to my my house. And once that was completed, the development that took place almost overnight, it seems, has been incredible. So the growth just followed that highway, obviously because it was areas that before were either inaccessible or not easily accessible at all. 
um, now all of a sudden has brought about opportunities for new retail and new subdivisions and um, we've even seen some, you know, of course, when, when population increases, then they're going to have to plan new schools and new medical facilities and, and all of that follow. So um, it's when you sit and think about it, it's a definite connection, but we're looking forward to actually having those professionals in those industries really um, connect with each other face to face and, and have some good discussions about it. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible yeah. uh, talk, having both of them. And oh my goodness. And very cool yeah. too, that you can see the changes in your own community. Like you said, even just like driving from your house. I mean, it's always neat seeing the work that you do too and how things correlate. And um, it it's just very neat. It is. It's it's really great. It's kind of the chicken and the egg thing, you know, which mm -hmm. comes first. Yeah. Um, of course, the, the growth spurred the the idea that the road was needed, but the North Houston Association, we've been advocating for that third loop since back in the 90s when I was here, and it was just completed a few years ago, so in our service area at least. So it's, you know, these transportation projects that the engineers and the planners have to have a forward thinking and, and looking at the economic development trends in order to accurately predict where to improve the infrastructure in order to accommodate it. So, um, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of foresight and forecasting as well. Um, but then once they, once they made that move, then the development for certain um, has followed, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of wrap-up questions for you. Sure. Yeah, the first is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? <laughs> well, I mean, for us, partnerships are key. Working regionally with businesses and other organizations, elected officials, their staff members, we're all in, on the same team. And when we keep in mind that when we work together, we're stronger. And when an adjacent community has a win, it can also be and is usually a win for the entire region. And that's something that I think our area is pretty good at remembering and identifying with. Um, we, I, I, because we're not an economic development corporation, we are not directly competing with another group for these things. But when I stand back and watch them, um, all of our EDCs and EDPs have seem to have really great relationships and they do share information. And, um, they do understand the bigger picture and that, you know, when you get an Exxon, then the smaller companies will follow and you might get one of those because you're nearby. And then, of course, the employment, um, the additional jobs and, you know, it's just a domino effect. And those things don't know county lines or city lines. Most of the time people are going to live where they want to live. And, um, so keeping that regional viewpoint in the partnership solid are, are key. That's wonderful. And that's so great that you guys are good at doing regionalism. I know I've spoken to people and it's not always easy to do. I know a lot of times it can no. be very cutthroat. Yes. 
Yes, that's that's what I understand, and um, I'm so glad to see the partnerships. Um, it's a great thing to to witness. Wonderful. Well, yeah. our last question is: What is your favorite hobby? <laughs> Just one. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Well, when I have the time, I absolutely love cooking and baking that is like my stress reliever if i am high stressed you will see lots of baked goods at my house because <laughs> that is how i just get get my stress out so that's kind <laughs> of a a funny thing and my neighbors benefit they love it and um also um i, I my husband and i love to go to see live theater whether it be a community theater or um, even Broadway, I mean, whatever we can get to, we love live theater. And that's a fun date. That's an ideal date night for us is going and seeing a performance somewhere. Well, Marlisa, thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful having you on here as a guest. And I love hearing about all of the different things you do and um, your organization puts on the committees and um, how you work with all the different economic development organizations. It was just so wonderful to hear that from you. Thank you. Absolutely. We are really appreciative. And uh, thanks for including us. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.